0: Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back with our special 2023 year-end retrospective series. In our first episode, we ranked and discussed our top five favorite concerts of the year. And last episode, we ranked and discussed each of our top five favorite songs of the year. This episode, we're going to begin to wrap up 2023 once and for all and cap off our series by each ranking our top five favorite albums of the year. Here we go. All right, and for our grand finale here, Adam and I are gonna go through uh, each of our top five favorite albums of 2023. Why don't you start us off? Uh, My number five favorite album from 2023
1: is Hell Mode by Jeff Rosenstock. Nice.
0: My number five favorite album of 2023 is I've Loved You For So Long by The Aces. Nice.
1: Uh, My number four favorite album from 2023 is Norm by Andy Schoff.
0: My number four favorite album of the year is Tired Hearts by Balin. Nice. Uh, This is where things get
1: rocky. I feel (laughs) like these top three have been shifting for quite a while. Uh, But what I've settled on for the podcast uh, as my number three favorite album from 2023 is The Window by Rat Boys.
0: And my number three favorite album of twenty twenty-three is Folkocracy by Rufus Wainwright. Nice. Ooh, okay. I like
1: where we're going. Number two for me is Rat Saw God by the band Wednesday.
0: My number two favorite album of twenty twenty-three is In the End It Always Does by the Japanese House. Wow. I can't believe it. Wow. It happened again. I know. We did it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: I'll say it for both of us. Yeah. Our collective because, again, we shared not the ranking, but the albums ahead of time. Uh, our collective number one favorite album of 2020. Two years in a row. Uh, is Celebrants by the band Nickel Creek.
0: Wow. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm a happy boy. Uh, I'll be
1: honest. Celebrants only recently rose number one.
0: It's I- been my number one for a while. And I, I don't know, I've almost been, it, the, the one funny thing about us doing this yeah. and having it be a surprise for us yeah. is it's meant I haven't been able to rave to you yeah. about this album that you got me into mm-hmm. because, I mean, I've been talking about it and I've sure. been playing songs by it and I've been, but, but I, yeah, haven't been, I, I haven't you, been telling you. Haven't you haven't shown your uh, your, right. your cards. And I'm glad I didn't because that obviously made it for a special moment we yeah. just had, but we'll get into it. That'll be the last album we talk about. But, yep. but wow, wow doozy, two years man. in a
1: row. Yeah, that's awesome. That. I'm glad to hear that. All right. Let's start it off with my number five favorite album of this year, Hell Mode by Jeff Rosenstock.
0: made me into such a Jeff fan I'm I'm so happy you picked this album I'm I'm more so happy that you've become such a fan yeah I have you eclipsed me in this department I feel like I don't know if I've eclipsed
1: you I mean you've seen isn't he your most seen artist
0: he's my most seen artist I'm literally sitting here in a Jeff Rosenstock t-shirt yes it's true um yeah I I mean I'm a devotee I still consider Jeff like a personal hero of mine both like musically songwriter wise DIY punk wise um I'm so glad you've joined that fandom. Totally. Um,
1: I don't know why it took me so long, honestly.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I should be starting talking Go for
1: about it. this. I, I was going to ask why, because yeah. I've noticed you didn't even include this, this on wasn't... your honorable mentions album. list. Oh, it was on my honorable mentions. Oh, was it?
0: It just wasn't in my top 13.
1: I, albums I guess, sorry, I guess that's what I mean. You're not top five albums. Oh, correct.
0: Yeah. And again, I didn't end up talking about many honorable mention songs, but there are a couple on here that could have made that list. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think this album is good. I don't think it's great. Yeah. And a lot of that is because, again, I think the production is shitty. Oh. I don't understand. Interesting. It's better than, I didn't know than this at this No time. Dream. Yeah. But there's so many moments where the guitars are so muddy. Hmm. I'm just like, I don't I don't understand that aesthetic he's going for. There are some phenomenal, song, phenomenal songs on this album. And then there are also some bad songs. On this yeah. Album. Soft Living and Life Admin are just not good songs. Soft Living is quite a dud, yeah. Uh, So maybe it's not fair, because I'm sure on my other favorite songs, there are a few songs that aren't great. Maybe I hold Jeff to a too high of a standard. I think his first three albums are just like the greatest things ever. And so the last couple albums have been a little bit of a disappointment That's for me. That's so interesting Maybe, because I
1: think No Dream is my favorite album of his. I know. You've mentioned that to me before. <laughs> Regardless of the production. Yeah. I just, there are some songs on there
0: that I love. So so I, I think I've just been a little disappointed by the last two records. Also, we saw him live recently and it was didn't make either of our lists. It wasn't even an honorable mention. No, and it was actually... It's kind of a disappointing show.
1: But it's it, it's a good point to bring up especially because um Jeff was during lockdown during covid Jeff was all I wanted to see mm. I just like needed that ca- well, catharsis we made a, a
0: huge mistake not going to his no dreams god oh, dreams show for we holidays or something
1: No I think it was just we just didn't want to go on a Sunday is that what you're talking we about We were in
0: Connecticut uh we d- it was going yeah exactly it was going to yeah. be driving home on a sun- driving to New York on a Sunday and I don't know if it was a big mistake Terminal huge
1: five where we saw him uh maybe it was the set list or just like He played a lot of new songs that maybe we didn't know as well. I I don't don't know what it was, but um, yeah. I I will be honest. Uh, I won't give away just yet, but there is an album that should have made my top five, and it would have been in Jeff's place. The Caroline Polichek? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Until the time comes. Um, Yeah, but I think... I decided that too late in the game where I had and, and also, you know, I love Jeff so much. I'm happy to have the a constant. I
0: wanted to start with the negative so oh, that we can dive into no I, some great I music get here. Uh,
1: so, so basically 2018... I had Post as one of my top five albums oh God, of that year. So we didn't do a podcast for 2020, but No Dream was one of my favorite albums from and that year as Ohio well. Ohio
0: Turnpike was my number one song of 2020. There we go. Like that song is incredible. Yeah.
1: T- t- for me, Jeff always brings it. Yeah, he delivers. always brings it. I, yeah, I agree. It's at varying levels. Um, but there was just, there's something so comforting about his sound and just this angsty punk rock that. I don't know. I feel like he does it in a specific way that no one else can do it. Um, this album was produced by Jack Shirley, which I believe he's used for several couple every, of albums, yeah. Or, or maybe most. Most of his albums.
0: Um, there's more acoustic on this record than any it, other record that he's done. This is definitely a different album for him. He's yeah. kind of... Yes, he's doing slower songs, more acoustic songs, kind of a little more slacker rock. Hmm. Again, I don't love this term, but indie rock kind of vibes, especially on songs like Doubt. Um, it's just so different for him. He's yeah. usually more f- fiery and ferocious. And oh, well, it's actually interesting you say that. Doubt I I
1: consider something that I would just like go along with the rest. Well, of the catalog. end of the song does, but the beginning. Okay, I think fair enough. Um, yeah, I think that in trying to figure out why this made my number five as opposed to other records that could have been in this place, I've really it, it's not a novel thing to say, but I've really noticed that sequencing makes a big difference.
0: Um, you know, we'll talk about if you're an album listener like us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I'll already say, you know, Wilco's new record from this year um, did end up making my honorable mentions list, even though it was a disappointment when I first listened to it. Um, But like, I think one of the reasons that that album isn't. Amazing to me is the second song you hear is the worst song on the album (laughs) Uh, 10 dead
0: 10 dead
1: And I I wish I remember I know there was another example from this year of like when this oh uh, Caroline rose's album the art of forgetting her second track on that album is the worst song on the album when like The second song you hear is already a letdown Mm. I feel like it just changes your vibe. So what the reason I'm saying that is that I think that Until you get to soft living, which I agree is like the first Jeff Rosenstock dud that he's maybe ever put out, it's a pretty strong one through five punch. Um, And so, yeah, I just wanted to bring up that idea of sequencing. And I think me trying to figure out why this album. Talk about,
0: you know, the second, the Jeter spot, if you will. Yeah. Head is like an incredible, fast, punky, ferocious. It's like less than two minutes. It's one of my favorites
1: on the album. I agree. Um, Yeah. Also on this album, I think I just. uh, I sort of rediscovered, I, I
0: I just remembered that synths are such a part of his sound. Um, the, it, I, I think I said this a long time ago, <laughs> when I listen to Jeff Rosenstock, I'm listening to a man who loves Pinkerton as 100%. much as I do. Oh, there, there's and a, obviously you can hear that in um, uh, I Wanna Be Wrong and some other songs, yeah. especially that. There's very...
1: actually at the end of Soft Living, there is a part that is so unbelievably Pinkerton mm. in the way the band builds and this synth um, but yeah I mean Jeff in general is just it's so nice to have an artist like him that I can always count on like I still uh, I'm excited for the next record that he comes out with because I just don't I don't think this man is sort of incapable of uh, or I don't think he's capable <laughs> of not producing mm. a body of work that is going to hold up in my opinion to the rest of his work and and just it all feels like a continuation of, of, He's of definitely
0: evolving like you like we talked about the sounds are a little different. He's adding new things I also I want to say a, a, a major positive about this album I think these might be his best lyrics mm. on an album. Yeah, they're super personal and introspective It's covering so many topics like I mean he always covers a lot of topics yeah. And a lot of these themes have been just has have been talked about to score uh, big talked about before but seem more personal his anxieties about marriage, his career, his public persona, hmm. the hypocrisy of kind of his success is talked about a lot on yeah. this album. Yep. The weight of the world, being complicit in capitalism. Like the last That's, song, Three Summers, when he's talking about there are people starving and I just took a, a lift plus to I JFK. I love that. I love that lyric. I, I forgot the actual lyric. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. about, um, maybe you'll talk about it later, but. Yeah. Uh, I know it's wrong, but I participate yep. anyway. Yep. Um, he talks a lot about that. He talks a lot about like suddenly he's a little more successful because mm. um, he's always been this kind of scrappy DIY punk guy. But now he writes for an animated show. He moved out to Los Angeles. I didn't like, know any of this. Craig from the Creek is a Cartoon Network show. He does all the music for. Whoa, Craig of the Creek, I think is what it's called. Huh. So he's he's oh, a little more him. successful, and it's like that cognitive dissonance of yeah. being a success in a space where you're always about DIY punk ethos. It's interesting. A lot of the the lyrics that I did pick out
1: from the record felt very regular jeff oh. like sort of fighting back against uh, socio politically yes. or whatever um a lot of these that i'll, I'll touch maybe on. i'm
0: just getting more to lyrics and we, we the two of us have always talked about how mu- we're music first listeners yeah. maybe i'm just listening or maybe i'm just paying attention to his lyrics more i should go back to his other records but yeah. i just remember feeling even if i'm slightly disappointed by the record as a whole just feeling as a as a piece of um <laughs> poetry literature yeah a, a Taking a funnel from his brain into mine, like it's it's an exciting record to listen to. Totally. So the main song
1: that I want to highlight here for this album um, is the penultimate. Is it penultimate? Uh, no, I guess it's two from the end. Um, but to me, the best banger on this record. I want to be wrong. I got, I got, I got, I got It's incredible how much you can pack into two and a half minutes. Yeah, I
0: mean, I'm so glad you picked this song. This is my number one on the record. And yeah, it just I've said this before, I said this with Hemlock Springs. It feels overstuffed, but not in a bad way. Like, yeah. like he had four different songs and he decided, <laughs> you know, I'll just I'll just crane them all into one song. Yeah. And you you've also used the phrase, um, Th- through writing? Uh, through composed. Through composed. And yeah. some at times it feels like that. Like yeah. he's always moving to the next part of the song and, and it never song, comes back to the it never the, goes the, back right, to right, it. Right, right. And it just it gets better and better and better. And, yeah.
1: It starts off with I love the jangly guitar that I don't usually hear with him. Um, the sort of reverbed guitar that then acoustic goes over, it adds that great. Um, yeah, like almost REM jangle Mm. sound. Um, it's a wonderful little intro, very classic Jeff verses. Um, and I love just those little jaws of hatred have just no talking to just with like the, the Beatles like mirrored guitar over that. Mm. I love that. Um, all all the guitars on this on the record, honestly, there's so many great guitars. Um, of the decisions get made, but these things they'll benefit from. Disaster. Just like that Joan Jett kind of yeah. uh, chords. You can call me crazy, baby. I wanna be so wrong. Go! And then this rising synth Pinkerton Motion City soundtrack going mm.
0: into the bridge yeah. of all bridges. I mean, this is what I was referring to earlier. I mean, that synth is just. yeah carrying me 100%. home
1: oh my god this like guitar note that he stays on just writing it out and then it goes up to the octave with the addition of i wake up every day and something new is
0: happening happening
1: i oh my god it it it, it <laughs> makes my, you happy to be
0: alive yes it's one of those songs yes Absolutely. it's like that
1: that was the reason that like during quarantine i just wanted to like be at a jeff concert yeah, like, he's, that's the he's kind of so thing good that, at that and he's so good he's so good at a lot of things he's so good at Bridges Like the Bridge of Fame Oh my god From No Shame yep. He's so good at outros Which we'll talk about you, Um
0: You know what he's really good at? Closers yeah, Can yeah, we yeah. talk about i sorry That's what I meant Oh <laughs> Outros Yeah I mean His last few albums Have been some of the best Some of the best songs Like I said Ohio Turnpike Was my number one song Let Them Win Is an incredible closer Off of Post Um Perfect Sound Forever From Worry Like oh my god Three Summers Is absolutely epic Yeah It's I mean, this monumental closer that yes. just builds and builds and builds. It's a long song for him. It's maybe his longest song outside of USA.
1: Mm, no, actually. Because, um, uh, what's, uh, Let Them Win? Let Them
0: Win doesn't count because it's, a why? Because it's like three minutes of,
1: yeah, music fair enough. At the end, but, um, but I do like that he's got these out, uh, closing songs that are lengthier. Right, his last three albums have the Ohio Turnpike. Yeah. Right, did you just? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just spacing out a little bit here. So but uh, staying on the subject of three summers, um, another song with a great low guitar riff. It sounds riff. It sounds a lot like "In Shadows" by Abandoned Pools. Ooh, Do you know I what I hear mean? It immediately, and that's Jim, another ding, closer, ding. by the way. There's something. It it, it it was very reminiscent. By the way, we don't often. Twenty twenty
0: twenty twenty four. Oh my god. Yeah, Talk Talk about about albums we're we're looking looking forward forward to The first Abandoned Pools album is 11 years Is coming out in 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 like two weeks The
1: 16th How many times we've spoken about this band I'm sure a few times it's sprinkled in But yeah, Abandoned Pools, I I can't wait Because again, when that album comes out We're at five We're at five albums Um, Yeah, but Three Summers, it breathes really nicely Um, I love Anytime Laura Stevenson Uh, I just love her addition to Jeff's sound She's such a good balance to his yop
0: (laughs) <laughs> um, I love when you yes. <laughs> Well
1: you, you taught it to me And I, I feel like
0: that's all I can think of um, Quickly jumping to another song She's amazing in heel mode as well yes. I love them together on that song And that's such a cool song Again I know we're breaking off the three of summers for a second um, But it's more acoustic and beautiful And it never really builds into anything heavy totally. That one just that unlike, is, unlike that doubt That stays.
1: is Jeff's I think softest and sweetest song to date
0: yeah. Disappointing that He's a little out of tune during the song. Oh, do you do you feel? Like I've I- mentioned this to you before. Again, it's it's these are unfair little nitpicks, maybe especially because the whole thing is punk and who cares, gives a shit. I wish he did a couple more vocal takes on this album. There's a bunch of huh. parts that I'm like. That's just straight up out of tune. And I, I get that there's charm to it. Well, that's there's more like, charm when it's heavy. When I, it's when it's beautiful. Yeah. And he's like, all I see is yeah. And it's like, ooh, he almost hit there. It. Almost. It's, I
1: like I let Jeff get away with some things.
2: I, normally I do too. But, Maybe but, I'm but, becoming more quick. But,
1: but that it's it's interesting you say that because like it actually I don't know that never kicked into me Mm. that it was out of tune i guess i'm just so used to it like this is i feel like you're usually sensitive to that but i know but that's what i'm saying there's something about jeff where i guess he gets a pass quickly going back to three summers because there's one more clip i want to play from this where it gets into this another incredible bridge just so powerful it brings me back to the, the sort of outro of USA yes um, when the band is just ripping and then the song goes into even another there's like a fake out ending. it's just there's so much to love so much to love in this song um, this was the lyric that josh was talking about earlier um, that i also love don't you pretend the world is treating us all equal when a person can starve as another one hops in a lift plus to jfk to europe expenses paid i know it's not okay but i still participate that is yeah we already talked about it but that's it in full um also a guy that knows how to start off a record. I love the instrumental breakdown in Will You Still You. We talked about Head, super fast 8 bit drum machine with his classic yap and a very Mark Hoppus sounding melody. Ooh, okay. There's a bomb inside my head, and I wish that I could disconnect the threads. You know I love what I that mean? lyric too. Yeah, this is a great lyric. Yes,
0: I, I can hear what you're saying.
1: Liked you better. By pop- the way, quickly on yeah. Will
0: You Still You, I actually don't love that song. So, what you were just talking about. Really? Yeah, I don't love the chorus. Um, I also don't love um, "Liked You Better." Like those two songs, they're they're okay to me. But the Glockenspiel oh, on that's "Will what You" I'm
1: saying. <laughs> oh, the instrumental <laughs> breakdown in that song <laughs> is incredible with the guitars. I mean, that is that's my shit. And another sort of uh, sort of through composed song, "Liked You Better." It is his poppiest song to date. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think it still hits. Like, I think I think
0: the verse is great. I just, the chorus is whatever. I like,
1: you. yeah, fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. Doubt, another incredible one. Um, with
2: Slow motion breakdown. I Slow love that. motion breakdown. Oh, that
0: uh, when the, when the fast dun, dun, punk beat dun, dun, goes in. Yes, yeah.
1: Another lyric on this song: I don't know how to scrape off the dog shit that's stuck on the heart of the fucking world. How oh. to cut loose the how to cut loose the doom that's been screwed to the roof of your fucking skull. How to cut loose the doom that's been screwed to the roof of your fucking soul? I love that. Yeah. And just uh, how you scrape off the dog shit that's stuck on the heart of the fucking world. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, uh, I just. I'm very happy that there's just like a fucking rock uh, album on my list because mm. I, I need that sometimes. Great Guitars on Future is Dumb. Uh, we talked about Soft Living in Heel Mode. Again, Soft Living is a dud. Life Admin, close to another dud.
0: I did a big day for you. It it's been a big day, day for oh, me. God, that, I want to cheer you up. Although
1: I love that he says maybe listen to a Slaughter Beach Dog. I, uh, yes, he did. Especially he because did they came out with a record this year. Graveyard Song. Again, uh, yes, as we talk about this, this is why it's like I've, I've been conflicted on this, I guess, maybe being number five or whatnot. Because even Grey Yard Song isn't the best, right. but there are good
0: uh, moments of it, regardless. Still, it's it's a happy addition to the collection. It's something. Great that, album cover. Yeah, awesome. I'm
1: excited to come back to um, Yo Yeah. Oh my God, this brilliant magenta just flashing at you. Um, can't wait to see what he, he comes out with next. I'm interested to check out his uh, animated show. Um, But yeah, give Helmo to listen if you haven't yet.
0: All right, my number five favorite album of the year is I've Loved You For So Long by The Aces. So this is another album in the great tradition of what I'll call these kind of young and up and coming queer pop groups, whether that's Muna or Japanese House. They all kind of share. They're all, yeah. It maybe is unfair to lump them together because of that um, descriptor, but they well,
1: act, they share a similar sound. Before, I didn't even know they're all queer. Yeah. Like before that descriptor, I literally wrote down all those names because yeah. there is a very And listen, that is just- 80s production pop.
0: Oh, pop I mean, I mean I'm the 80s. I mean, that, yeah. that just is my shit. Yeah. And so, I mean, the Aces, I, haven't, I don't think I've had a chance to talk about, but their last album, which came out in 2020, or the COVID year, um, contained what might have been my favorite, if not one of my favorite songs of the year, which was I Can Break Your Heart Too. Mm, I remember that. That song is amazing. This is a group from Utah. Okay, not a a state we normally know many artists from. Um, But guess what? You guessed it. They're all ex-Mormons. So it's this, yeah, a lot of the lyricism and themes of the album is not only exploring queerness, but under the lens of this kind of stilted Mormon upbringing. Also talking about adolescence, suburban blues. Each album kind of carries these similar themes. But I just think they're getting better and better at songwriting, hmm. and the production's getting better and better. This album is just bouncy and dancey and colorful. It's like you said, that eighties tinged pop. But they, they do such a good job of mixing the fact that they are a rock band. Like they all play yeah. the instruments. They're they're in a band: yeah. drums, bass, guitar, etc. But they have these really well done electronic production and synth flourishes totally. all over the album. Um, yeah, the record sounds great. It's no so good. It sounds so. This could have been, this is flipping five and four for me. Mm-hmm. Um, most importantly for me, these songs are so goddamn catchy. They are. I would call this probably the best pure, pure, you know, I, it's funny. I just called them a rock band, but this is very pop music. Sure. This is like the best pure pop album of the just year for me. Just ear catchy just, melodies. Just, yes. Ear candy. Just, just based on the yeah. ear candy alone. Um, the song I want to highlight, you know, I've mentioned a couple times, this is my favorite song of the year. This is my favorite song of the year. The song I wanna highlight was also what I would consider my number one song of the year, if we were, you know, not uh, distinguishing our two lists. Uh, This is Always Get This Way. I have one of these every year. This is my dancing my ass off, walking down the streets, yeah. not caring, people are staring 100%. at me. You must, you must have told
1: me that because I, I, I <laughs> was like- You picture it? Well, I, yeah, I picture you just like doing your snappy sort yes. of like, uh, yeah, <laughs> strutty, snappy down the
0: sidewalk. It's, I think. it's just everything. It's that propulsive bass. It's that muted, plucky guitar yes. riff. Yep. The plinking synth keys. Those cl- Yeah, those clunky 80s. Oh my God. 80s. I always get this way. Doom, doom, at night. If you can find it in your heart, not. Fall apart if you don't mind the, I'll the, get the melodies to go all over the place and i love we've talked about this before when the verses are slightly different Oh, like in the second they verse, do that all the time i, I know this is i do oh my God. for you I, I, do, do, I, do, I do i do i do that that descent try that, to try to oh, try it's, to it's so good every That's melody is just fucking perfect
1: a, and i don't want to call you but i can't even sleep and i've been wearing a smile pretending to eat
0: you sing it better than me um the, the the just yeah it's just melody after melody that's hooky and hooky every part of the song is is exciting like i said probably one of my top 3 most played songs of the year um also has this nice like 80s yeah. drenched like, it's almost like van hair, halen yes, hair metal solo, solo at the Absolutely. end it's just not much else to say. I, I think it's just a, a perfect slice of what this album has to offer. It's a great and one. And there's a handful of these songs. You mentioned the production. I mean, the opening song, I've Loved You For So Long, also the title track, yeah. it starts with this dreamy kind of shuffling beat. It's like this blissed out song. It, it opens. sounds
1: kind of like hatchy to me.
0: I can hear that. Totally. You, it's yeah. got that hazy exactly. shoegaze adjacent. Yeah, shimmery. Yeah. Girls Make Me Want to Die. I mean... Great song title, by the way. Um, that's They got, kind of go in and out of having like major yes. guitar riffs yeah. in their songs. And again, that, that pluckiness. The beginning
1: of this, that guitar at the beginning of the song always reminds me of this charming man. Do you know what I mean? Oh, About yes. how that song starts. Yes,
0: yes, I do. <laughs> wow, great. Uh, by the Smiths. Um, you mentioned this uh, as one of your honorable mentions. Not the same. Oh, my God. Very oh my 1975. God. I love that song. I mean, the, it's the
1: chorus of the song is
0: is amazing. Also the bridge of the song. It's that's my favorite melody maybe of the album actually wow. and it's and it's the bridge oh it's so it's so I cool. know and
1: then that like that line starts at different points at the end of the song just that Oh my God, that chorus, I'm stuck in a Friday night and she's stuck in a state of my way. Try, 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 try but we're That just song not is the, the most same.
0: 1975 also. Another that band me- that kind the of- melody or no, the No, song? the production. Oh. The, the sound of it. Suburban blues, rocks. I, nobody knows that I'm dying inside. I love Attention. I love I love so many songs on this album. Um, Solo
1: is kind of Caroline polachieck Have you noticed that? In Attention? Solo. Oh, the the song song Solo. solo. Uh,
0: Caroline Polachek, very Moona. Do you remember Runner's High? Do you remember that for the Moona album? No. I love it. Um, Yeah. The the only thing that takes this uh, notch maybe down is I don't think the lyrics are anything special. Mm. It's kind of a little, it's not fair to say basic, but nothing is that poetic that really excites me from a lyrical standpoint. And also the album is too short like the songs are too short well They're,
1: i did specifically notice that
0: literally the last song oh, younger it cuts off like so abruptly, abruptly. so totally weird. younger um yeah when i was younger i just felt like the song the songs are so well written especially melody wise and a lot of them has great bridges a lot of them have cool solos the production is so nice you just want to live in the songs longer and a lot of them cut off at like three minutes three and a half minutes or even yeah. less so that's mm-hmm. the only thing that kept it from being a little higher but overall again if you like this type of that catchy pop music but still up with the rock kind of bass and you know that 80s tinged everything is, is everything to me
1: all right and let's go right to my number four favorite song from this year norm by andy
2: schaaf only if they find me maybe i'll send
1: Another guy that I don't know at all, aside from this album, I've heard the name. There's probably been a song that that was playing in like a restaurant or something. I I, I think I I remember Shazamming, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" And I never listened to it again.
0: I feel like I listened to his album, The Party, Mm. from like 2016 or 2017, because that was like really hyped up and it was like a concept album. But I remember liking it, but not enough to really dive in. Yeah. But I'm so glad you put this on your list because this was actually. I guess I'll spoil. This was my favorite of the there are a handful of albums on Adam's list that yep. I didn't really know, and this actually became my favorite, so I'm disappointed it's so low. <laughs> um, I figured Well, I figured that this would be of the yeah of the oh, other this ones. is more my style. Maybe. Maybe. I don't actually know. actually I don't I know. I was about surprised that. at how much I love the production. It is oh, so yeah. I mean, first of all, talk about album covers. This is one of my favorite album covers of the year. Yeah. It's just it so perfectly encapsulates the vibe, this, of the, the vibe of the record. It's so warm and beautiful. I mean, the opening song, and I'm taking over your album. The opening <laughs> song, Wasted On You, like yeah. the, the use of flutes and woodwinds, mm. just like opens up this album into something special. I think it's really gorgeous. I, I love hearing way you. Way to open. I love hearing you gush about it. Please, uh, yeah, It's a way to continue. open the record. I also, his voice. Oh my God. It sounds familiar to me. Do you know what it sounds like? Mm. It sounds like a mix between, do you know Rye? A yeah, kind the of fall and women and then also King
1: Creosote. Kind I hear my... King Creosote, and so I looked up. He's from Saskatchewan, but I looked up an interview. He sounds totally normal. There's <laughs> something about when he sings, he like there's like a strange little accent. He mm. sounds almost a little foreign, but I, it's a very distinctive. The that yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. That's I. So I know what you mean by that. Um, yeah, this album uh, was a late bloomer for me. Mm. I, I truly, I do think. That if I had listened to this earlier, like because again, this was the album that that replaced that replaced Caroline Polachek, and then it even went above Jeff. Um, and it could have. It I think at one point it, it was rising. number three. Okay, and then it came back down. But it's very possible that if I had known this uh, earlier, it would have been you know more cemented as a top. But regardless, yeah, I I I, I equate this to uh, Jessica Pratt's album Quiet Signs from uh, what was it twenty nineteen. Uh, in terms of I think it was number two for me on that list where a lot of it sounds very similar It's just a vibe that you are in for like 30 minutes
0: Not only do I 100% agree but one of my last notes that I wanted to talk about but I guess I'll just talk about it now This is this is not a uh, a negative but this is kind of a sleepy little record mm-hmm. But in a way that I really enjoy yeah, and just like quiet signs I believe I told you this at the time when you were talking about it This sounds weird, but this is gonna be my new vom record yeah, like I think it <laughs> sounds uh, funny, but I remember I was like I had some sort of food poisoning, and I was just like on the floor of the bathroom for hours and hours and hours. And what calmed me down and what helped me kind of center was listening to Jessica Pratt's Quiet Science. I love it. It was so beautiful. I love that. And even if the songs kind of blended together and were yeah. all the same vibe, it was such a comfort to me. Yeah, and. That's the highest praise I can give this album, Absolutely. which is that it is so pretty yeah. and so warm and comforting that I can see myself reaching for it when I'm in those states of distress.
1: Totally, that's Johanna Warren for me. She is.
0: She has she's been a mom. F- food poisoning as well. in Mexico City yes. five
1: years ago. I was just putting Johanna on. Um, but back to Norm. Um, yeah. Back to Andy. Back to Andy. Uh, I love his voice. We already mentioned um, that it's very idios- idiosyncratic, but yet yeah, all of the elements. On this record, woodwinds, strings, very tight drum kit, very seventies like that. Acoustic guitar, very warm bass, piano. There's also synths, synths sometimes. Yeah, very like taste- on Catch Your synths, Eye. Yes, it's got really it's and like darker. a fuzzy tape hiss throughout everything mm. that really it just adds to the seventies production and vibe. I don't know if you know this. Andy performed and recorded everything on this record.
0: I had no idea. Very And self-produced. Impressive. Isn't that Even amazing? Even the strings? So if... if are, unless they're fake strings. Unless they're fake. Exactly. Right.
1: So either it's like a synthesizer that, well, it fakes it well if so, but I don't know. I don't it's, know your
0: track pick, by the way, but I want to... I love the strings on Paradise Cinema. Mm. Very Scott Walker. Yes. Madison Cunningham life, according to Rachel. Like that eerie kind of... Almost buried in the mix string sound, but it's yes. like you hear it in the background and it just gives on, you on that. so
1: many of these songs again. Like a lot of these songs do blend together and aren't necessarily my favorites, but I just think as a body of work, mm. it is overall incredible. But yeah, he's just like he's a when I learned that he recorded and performed everything, I'm just like he is masterful, yeah. his artistry is crazy, and he's it sounds almost like a loud, not a a lounge singer in a way I can't explain mm. it Like I almost see him Just very softly Like in a little jazz club Singing mm. these songs By the um, way Have you seen him live? No, never Because you no. just got to the record yeah. yeah, I'm very excited Just mm-hmm. to, to delve into his records I mean I've heard that Some of his earlier ones Are even better mm. um, And yeah A lot of these songs Bleed into each other It feels like they're all related A lot of jazzy chord structures um, Yeah Supposedly I read that a lot of his prior records were concept albums, and he intended the party is. not to write a concept. Oh, album, that this is his first. And yet, it became a concept album <laughs> about his character stop. Norm, who okay. is a stalker. It's actually like the the text, the subtext is, uh, or just in general, the lyrical content is kind of shady.
0: Interesting. That's that's gonna. Into contrast, I didn't really read it into the lyrics well enough. Yeah. but that that's gonna it's gonna change how I view Halloween Store probably. It, It might, (laughs) which I love. By the way, yeah,
1: I'll I'll get to some of these. But to be honest, I know it was hard for me to pick out exactly which song I wanted to mainly showcase, and I ended up settling on "You Didn't See."
2: (laughs)
0: the harmonies well it just starts off with a
1: beautiful harmonized woodwind melody which i love it just feels very rainy i mean just, just this is part of the overall as josh sort of said almost like a a tonic you know when you're sick or that kind of thing and but the main reason that this is on the top of my uh list of songs for this album is it was a clear cool night when he first began just there's something about he goes from that first melody, and it's almost like the tonal center of the melody changes when he goes when he first began, and everything in that that change, the chord change. It's just, it's just you amazing. Love
0: those, I mean, I do too. Those yeah. vocal melodies that really kind of run all over the staff if you will yes
1: and it's just it's something about as soon as it change changes to that when he first and there's like these acoustic upstrokes the tambourine comes in the drum fills just get like slightly showier and showier like Ringo fills into those (laughs) like halfway marks it keeps repeating and then it never comes back it's a very short song it's like two minutes uh, but it goes to this beautiful harmonized no uh, Humming at the end. It's just, it's just one of I think eleven you know beautiful songs on this record. And there was something about this one that always stuck out to me. Um, Josh mentioned you know wasted on you. Great opener. This sort of falling harp synth riff. Um, he's got all these little delicious melodies on all the songs. All my love. All these little chromatic wasted on you.
0: And another thing I love about this album yeah. is that a lot of the songs bleed into each other. Yes. Which not every album does. And I, I always love and appreciate albums that do that, that it's like one single song. Totally. That you're just completely listening through a musical experience and not like, all right, this song's over. Now's the next song. It
1: adds to that sort of quiet signs effect of like yeah. a lot of the sounds. I keep saying similar, but in, in not a bad way. Mm-hmm. In a like, this is a very intentional yes. body of work that is singular. Um catch your eye other great melodies and synths and sung so gently in paradise cinema the one that you were talking about because you loved the strings so let me tell you let me read these lyrics to you um in terms of talking about a stalker (laughs) seems like he's falling in love with every bright smile he sees along the way watches you crossing the street paradise cinema one for the matinee and ready or not you are his number one one ticket, ten minutes late, three rows behind, and the lights are still not down. He sees you turning around, slides down in his seat, tumbles to the ground, and ready or not, you are his number one. Hmm. I don't know. There's something. And it's just I like the pairing of this kind yeah. of creepy uh, fellow with uh, with these yeah very warm uh, songs. In Norm, the titular track, Stop these wicked ways and I will leave you to Hmm. the promised land great little exclamatory chorus which is supposed to be like god speaking to norm (coughs) in his sleep and it's just perfectly orchestrated with how that melody kind of rises and then yes we come to halloween store where we finally get some movement there's like a groove oh my god the sound the sound of this interlude It's like the first time that this record, maybe the only time, that it, there is a piece of it that feels modern. There's something in the way that that tambourine and triangle is produced with these woozy strings and the keyboard and woodwinds. Oh, my God. It's, it's delicious. Uh, other lyrics I wanted to call out here. It's just a very fun little verse I started my car and as I did I wondered if I'd locked the house walked back and found that I hadn't but now my keys were in the car walked to the car pulled the handle and it snapped back at least I'd locked one door reached my hand through the open window pulled the lock forgot about the house and drove to the Halloween store I don't know there's something in that that is just it's a nice little random diary entry that yeah, I feel it's like, like the, is very relatable
0: mundanity exactly that's a word yeah. of life
1: and then you know, sunset, daylight, dreaming. Again, a lot of this stuff, you know, bleeds into one another.
0: Don't Let It Get To You is actually a favorite of mine. Yes, I love, oh, he's just so
1: gentle. It's very delicate, yeah. It. It's, it's so beautiful. delicate. Long Throw is another favorite of mm. mine. Something about that. Wondering when you would arrive. That is such a great twirly falling melody. Um, and it's just so, the string in the woodwind, woodwind, the woodwind swells. It's just gorgeous um i could say what i'm saying about each of these songs about every song it's just again um as a whole it's a, it's a it's a wonderful record
0: all right next i'll talk about my favorite or my fourth favorite album of 2023 and that's tired hearts by balen So Balin is a local uh, New York City band that my good friend Alex introduced me to years ago. Um, he he was talk- raving about this band. He's like, you need you need to see the band. You need to see this band. You'll love this band. Yep. Um, they were playing at, at South by Southwest South by Southwest Music Festival in Austin, Texas, which I used to go to every year. They were playing at some like random little warehouse, and I had to I had to go see them. Alex told me to go see them, so I had to go see them. There was like nobody there, and it was sad because they were so looking good. They were so good. I was totally floored by this band. The band is actually a family band. There's the two twin brothers and their younger sister Julia. And the, honestly, they're now in the canon of great family bands with incredible yeah. harmonies. Whether it's The Roaches, The Staves, First Aid Kit, there's something harmonies are incredible when mm-hmm. you can do it well. There's something about seriously being related you know, maybe it doesn't sound like it when Adam and I try to harmonize on the podcast. <laughs> but but there's something about being a musician and being related and having your vocal timbres work so well together. That's what Balin is as well. Um, they kind of have a different sound. The, those other bands we mentioned were a little more folksy, or I just mentioned were a little more folksy. Balin kind of has a Fleetwood Mac meets Haim kind hmm. of Lone Bellow thing going on um, yeah. that completely endears me. Um, after that show... I'm just doing a little history here, but after that show in Austin, Alex and I saw them at their record release release show for their last album in 2019 at Bowery Ballroom. Super special, not only because I was seeing them with the guy who got me into the band. Bowery Ballroom is my favorite venue in New York City. It was the record release show. They brought their parents out for the show, and one or both of them are classical music teachers, I think. And they had this like mini orchestra on stage during. It was a very special show. Fast forward to the two of us yep. seeing them at the end of 2022 at Union Pool, an yeah. incredibly small venue. I think that venue. was one of my
1: honorable mentions of the Yes, year. it was.
0: Um, and this was before this new album came out, and they played a lot of new songs yep. that sounded excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that didn't even make the album, which is kind of disappointing. Hmm. Um, okay, but anyway, so four years later from the last album, I had very high expectations, um, just like the first album. On the first few listens, I was actually pretty disappointed. Yeah. Mostly my frustrations lied with the production. Mm. I feel like Balin something sometimes struggles with overproduction. They're so good live and their songs are so well written that sometimes it, it almost feels like they get ex- too excited in the studio. Like hmm. too excited or maybe the producers are too excited <laughs> to like add too many things. Um because you fell in love with them initially as a live as band As a live band. Yeah. And and it was more stripped down mm-hmm. and their their harmonies and their band performances were way more front and center. Where there's a lot of electronic drum beats, product produce things here. Anyway, it's on my top five albums yeah. list because All that kind of dissipated Because the longer I spent with this album The more I actually started to appreciate Kind of the sonic experimentation Yeah, I kind of love the production to be honest Again, I but I I had a
1: different introduction than you did So I understand why that might have been a barrier It's,
0: it's, they're just very sonically adventurous For a band like this Like again, I mentioned them like Kind of like Heim, kind of like Lone Bellow Neither of those bands have ever done any album like this Like Mm -hmm. this has so many interesting production choices Um, Different kind of compositional forms on the songs. Um, I just really, I really love this album. I also feel like their lyrics are getting more interesting. They're talking about family, depression, COVID isolation, apathy, capitalism, relationship woes. I find their songwriting really Captivating and special. I think I'm pretty sure I read that they write collaboratively. So one of them will bring one song in, but then they'll yeah. finish the other one. Yeah. Or one of them will write for the other to sing because all three of them actually sing on mm-hmm. the album. Um, the song I want to highlight uh, is called "BRCA." Nothing takes me down. So I wanted to highlight this because, as we've mentioned many times, both Adam and I are music-first listeners. The music itself is what gets us excited. But when you take something that is musically really special and emotional and captivating, and then you put on top of it lyrical content that actually penetrates for yeah. me, it's over. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this um, or if our listeners know this. You know, many will. The, do you know what BRCA is? It's the it's a gene that yeah.
1: makes you susceptible to uh, breast cancer?
0: Well said. Yes, it's a genetic mutation that's kind of a marker for women that kind of points toward a very high like 50 to 90% chance of getting breast cancer in the future. And even like a 10, 30% chance of getting ovarian cancer. Mm. So Julia wrote this song mid-tour when she got the call from her doctor that she was a carrier. Wow. And that she was positive for the gene and she was waiting for an ultrasound. They found like a lump in her breast. Oh my God. Anyway, her mother, is a breast cancer survivor. Wow! So this song is wrapped up in so much. Talk about a complex thing to write about. She calls the song I read in an interview with her kind of like an absolution for her mom to relieve her of this generational guilt Mm. of passing Mm -hmm. this gene along and along and along through the generations. Like what a complex song topic to talk about family anxiety and guilt and acceptance and eventually in the song kind of almost feeling like a community with other people who have this. It's sung as like a letter to her mother and also talking about how she's going to not let this affect her. Nothing takes me down. Right? Yep. That's the, the parenthetical title. Yep. Um, I want to read some of these lyrics. It's all just an uphill battle because you wish it weren't mine, but I'd take it every time. You've given the best you could give, and I know that I wouldn't change it now. Nothing takes me down. I'm maybe saying these in out of order, but another lyric I want to point out is... Said that's how your dad felt Guilty about the hand dealt Handed down with our name Wish you wouldn't take the blame For every strand of DNA And every cell it replicates Wow It's just a very mo- I'm getting emotional Thinking about it It's a very moving Song And song topic That is very rarely Discussed In such kind of detail And there's other lyrics About hospital gowns And like there's And then musically I just think it's Absolutely beautiful Yeah that's- This is one of my favorites oh,
1: Nothing takes me down, me down. all the
0: melody the melody and me harmonies down. in that yeah and the way it builds again it's, it holds and back and that i wouldn't ugh.
1: change it
0: now it's yeah and the production i think is beautiful in this song again it starts very sparse with its muted guitar and eventually like two minutes into the song the drums will come in and yeah. they really let their songs build a lot of the times and mm-hmm. there are other songs on the album that don't have much production whether it's these bones which is like very cool one too muted bass i think yes. it's bass um yeah that's just, just bass, bass and vocals
1: leads the the song yeah and there's like
0: nice harmonics
1: in the chorus
0: back together again Th- these bones is beautiful yeah. um relic is also a nice acoustic song but then there's also these great just like hooky ass rock tracks like whether or rock adjacent like nothing left to give again
1: like this yeah as I mentioned it's like a perfect song it's this so this was the one I was most excited to hear uh, at the show and at the show that we saw uh, about a year ago um, at Union Pool and what was so interesting is that there was no piano played at the the show she was playing it on guitar so I actually think it'll really be interesting for our listeners to hear this version that I captured on my phone coming away come away from listening to the record version and at first this was I guess my version of just being maybe disappointed by the production of the album mm-hmm. like you said where I was like man I really wanted this song to have this guitar thing but it it totally grew on me like I think this is kind of a perfect little song this is an amazing verse melody this is I think the most where you hear that Fleetwood Mac in the in those chorus harmonies um,
0: yeah, I know I will make, make it, it out of, of this alive So, so don't stop me from trying to enjoy the ride Keep your head down yeah. And then when the piano, right, the riff that you're talking about comes in And the, it's got these like Laurel Canyon harmonies Yeah, it's straight Fleetwood Mac And I just, yeah, like you said, it's it's perfect And the propulsion of the rhythm section gives it this this I is a per- perfect number two song yeah yeah also leave me wanting more yes is... that's my second favorite <laughs> okay song, that's so. an amazing song melodies all what over the place i love that
1: rhythm here we
0: are again talk about great harmonies on that song as well change your mind i mean there's just so this album is littered with great songs None of them feel too similar. They they really are just great songwriters, and it's they're pretty young, and I'm I'm really excited for what's next. I, I just this album has grown on me more and more and more as I listen to it. I think their last album, Thrilled to Be Here, was not even in my top ten, but I still loved it. And this album, oh, so you, this so life. this is actually you like that
1: you prefer this album. I think I do.
0: Yeah. I mean, the first album has also a lot of great songs, but uh, yeah, as we said, I really recommend seeing these guys live They're actually playing in Brooklyn um, in April. I might check that out again. but uh, yeah, really special record. Again, not a band many people know about, so check out Balin uh, when you can. All right, let's go to my number three favorite album from this year, "The Window" by Rat Boys." How long I
1: wait
2: to you inside) that it's over?
1: you already sort of mentioned you know norm Andy's album was your favorite of the three that you hadn't known before I will just say for the longest time this was my number one album this was going to be number one for me um and yeah I would say just most recently while trying to you know solidify this list there were a couple reasons why I probably put Wednesday and Nickel Creek higher but I think rat boy I mean Nickel Creek was, for obvious reasons, because it's my number one album, one of the best discoveries of this year, you could say. But Rap Boys as a band was, I think, my best discovery, my favorite discovery of this year. The only song I had known by them prior to this year was the song uh, Elvis is in the Freezer, um, which was shared on a mix with us a few years back. Um, but my friend Manny, who's the bass player in my band, um, he in general has sort of a a more folky bluegrass uh like background or he's got a love for that and uh there was an album which is it's just got a great you know folky indie uh, Midwest sort of feel um, Of Rat Boys called Happy Birthday Rat Boys um, or Happy Birthday Rat Boy I don't I don't recall um, that he Basically told me that I should check out which came out A couple years ago um, so that was the first Sort of full album of theirs this year that I Started listening to found a few songs that I absolutely loved and then this New album came out and from The get-go I was like this is no doubt going to Be one of my top five of the year um, And I saw them twice as I mentioned just it, it's the year Of the year of the Rat Boys <laughs> (laughs) For me was 2023. Um, This record was produced and mixed by Chris Chris Walla, Walla, just like 1111, just like 1111, by Pinegrove, and also Chris Walla, you might remember from Deathcap for Cutie. Yes. Um, And on Wikipedia, (laughs) it also says I can't find this anywhere else other than Wikipedia, so it's very possible it's not true. I know, (laughs) but it says Sam Skinner. From pine grove is also like a co-producer.
0: So when I, when I learned that Chris Walla produced, it made sense. It made sense. It It also makes sense why this is so high on your list. Yes.
1: I just, I am here for some amazing Midwest indie. And that's sort of what I classify this. If, if that's apt, I don't, I don't know. It just, the record sounds great. Like I give a lot of props to Chris Walla for the mix. Like I really
0: think it sounds very good. Mostly. There are times, again, maybe I'm just sensitive to guitar. There are times where it's it's pretty muddy and lo-fi guitar-wise. But I think...
1: Those couple moments are very specific choices. It's not an okay. overarching like No Dream from Jeff Rosenstock mm-hmm, where the mm-hmm. whole thing has this crappy master on yeah, it. Yeah, fair I don't know. I just think that this band can rock with the best indie rockers and vibe with the best indie folkers mm-hmm. if that's a thing. I just, I love that they do both of those on this record. I love Julia Steiner's voice. She's the the lead singer of this band. She's got such a kind of young sounding voice. Um Great, I think great guitar work throughout this album. Props to Dave Sagan, the guitar player. Um, yeah, the band also just they let things breathe so much on this album. There are a lot of instrumental sections. Openings of songs will go on for like a minute before vocals come in, and I really appreciate that. Um, they just kind of let the song breathe, as I said, and just you know they're well, not there's also the confined to Black Earth. <laughs> I take it. That's not a favorite. Um, Yeah, I think again, I don't know all of their albums, but this is their rockiest one to date Um, They are extremely tight. They are extremely tight live I will say the show that I mentioned that was in my honorable mentions um, the one on December 12th at baby's all right that I saw Definitely solidified this album as a favorite Um, They played the entire thing in full along with other songs of theirs that were great
0: in order or no
1: uh It's one of those things where it sort of started in order yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. broke away from it Um, But seeing it in that intimate setting They're ve- they're just a very very impressive band with in my opinion a lot of
0: hits Um So I don't know if you remember I've actually seen them live a couple times too whoa in Austin So again, I don't were, remember that this is years ago when they were even smaller than they mm. are today and they were pretty good Like yeah, I liked it. Yeah, but it was never something that you went and checked out. After. No
1: Yeah I don't know i think that this album definitely is and again i say this not knowing maybe their first couple albums but it's i think it's very clear that this is like their best work to date and um i can't wait to see what they do next um but before we even talk about what they do next uh the main song i want to showcase from this album is actually the titular track the window
0: do like this song and i'm glad you're you're picking it out yeah the chorus is so nice and it it feels familiar to mm-hmm. me not totally. in a bad way no it's but very
1: it's, yes that Take this part uh, out of me. it's very classic uh, there's something 90s in there yeah that, i hear that um but yeah the song starts off just beautiful folky picking and vocal intro um just a very nice melody and I actually this is one lyric here. I wanted to call out very simple But I walked across the green grass to where I knew you laid the way the sun was shining down I only saw your shape But I need to tell you everything before it's too late that I don't regret a single day and you're so beautiful. There's something about Rhyming every sentence and then ending on this non rhyme that mm. it, it actually it hits in a really nice way oh, Yeah, um, and I love that it slows it calls down attention there. to the end. Yes, definitely um and then yeah that melody that we just talked about i love that the first half is this more classic hopeful uh, melody and then it goes into the one more time the window I saw you through the window it just it becomes a little more brooding and then the band the, the drum fill into the whole band oh my god um, it's just got great movement great guitar diddles throughout by oh, Dave guitar diddles
0: I know it's the best um I don't want to be telling you something you may already know but I actually because this album has appeared on a ton of year end lists. Yeah. I read a bunch about it and the titular song, the album title, do you know why it's called The Window? Aside from the
1: fact that it's literally about seeing someone through a window and well, saying
0: goodbye? I think, <laughs> I think it's her grandparents. One of her grandparents was sick and dying, but it was COVID times. And and I think the other grandparent had to say goodbye through the window. That's wow. what I read. Okay. So it's like, that not only is it very sense. literal, but yeah. like you just said, more metaphorical about saying goodbye to someone yep. through the glass or through the, yeah. the window and not being able to connect. And so it's kind of this depressing, beautiful sentiment again, you know, capturing a moment of, of COVID times. Um, yeah. I that need also, to, I need
1: to tell you everything before it's too late. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't regret anything. And this You're is kind so of beautiful.
0: like life according to Rachel from last year. Totally. No, Madison I just, Cunningham. I just, I just got chills yeah. honestly. Um,
1: yeah. And, and the window theme, uh, shows up in a couple other lyrics in the, in the, uh, in the album. um, I love this bridge. The skittering drums. Sue, Sue, you'll always be my girl. Actually, as I sing that, her name must have been Sue. I'm assuming it was her grandmother or something. Sue, you'll always be my girl. Great jangly guitar. This in particular is where it feels very, I don't know if I'm correct in saying this, but like the Sundays. Something about that uh, hi-hat beat and the little jangle. Um, Yeah. And then I love the the additional melody of I feel you with me. I feel you with me when you, I love that. And it just, the song takes you so many wonderful places. It's the end of side one of the record. Um, very well sequenced there in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's aptly titled, um, as the, the, yeah, the titular track, the album, the window, um, making noise for the ones you love. Uh, is a great opener I think which again this is where I'm talking about there's almost 60 seconds of just blacko 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 and like guitar garage feedback before Julia even begins to sing, I love that they let things breathe. I, lo- I just love how sort of rocky that is, and then it goes right into another one of my favorites off the album, "Morning Zoo," with this beautiful twirly guitar riff. This fiddle.
0: is all... I was gonna say the fiddle, I honestly don't know the difference between there's fiddler. a lot of a fiddle, fiddle and we're violin be talking about on this but podcast, but also jangly guitar riff, kind of like in the window.
1: I believe I might be totally wrong, listeners. If, if you know, feel free to write in, <laughs> um, but. I think...
0: All that, all that mail we get. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> I think the only... I think they're the same thing. I think a fiddle and the violin are the same thing. It's just about either the context it's using Uh or literally how like how it's played, i'm pretty sure that's the case but yeah there's a lot we've already talked about a lot of fiddle fiddle, and we will talk about more when we come to nickel creek um yeah but morning zoo just has great guitar great drums a great swung feel cross that line goes back to this sort of garage rock power chord which i love again go to from cross that line to the window just very different sounds i love that they can do both of these it's alive which i think was one of their big singles honestly yeah great shimmering guitars i love dave's just a great very simple bendy riff um the song no way i love at the end where the, there's no way you'll control me. They like add an extra bar and then they make the chords kind of chromatic. And it like keeps getting more and more noise. That reminds me a lot of, uh, I want you. She's so heavy by the Beatles. Not to be confused. confused I know. I want you, not to be boys. exactly, which was, <laughs> I just thought was a funny connection. Um, unintentionally made, but yes. Um, and then by the admittedly, way, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, admittedly, it, it, we come to a, a bit of a lull. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> with Empty um, and Break and Black Earth. But Empty is extremely raucous. I love these piano clinks. It's another moment where things just kind of breathe uh, before the band comes in. It's actually interesting as I'm talking about it. It's the beginning of each side of the record where they kind of like let the band jam for a second before uh, Julia comes in. Um, Break has some great just ethereal space um and black earth yeah josh mentioned it's eight and a half minutes it's nearly nine minutes with a two minute and forty second uh guitar solo uh which yeah I think at first I was like okay I'm done with this but I I personally am here for it especially seeing it live it's just such a it's so great to behold. What were you gonna say?
0: I was I was gonna say (laughs) I was gonna chime in and say I want you is a good song And you know what it reminded me of, which I was like, oh, this is so Adam. It kind of reminded me of Fourth Wanderers. Do you know what I'm talking about? The kind of moments of like fast, uh, syncopated drums and guitar in the middle of it. Interesting.
1: I don't know. I, I need to actually, okay. I, I'm going to listen with a fourth wanderer's ear, um, but I'm it glad you called it. It me of the, Not For Me. That's the song oh my right. God, Not yeah. For Me. My God, that song is amazing. Um, I love that. I love that you said that. Um, but and I also love that you called attention to this song because this is also one of my favorite songs from the record. Uh, I Want You, Fall 2010. Such a breezy, bouncy bop. Um, I love the moment where they go, hours flying by with the windows down, just listening windows. to maps and atlases. They like emulate maps and atlases for a second. Yeah, it's just yeah, such yeah. a fun little fun. Uh, call out. It's like
0: a Weezer thing to do, like this guitar. Really? Yeah, I know, exactly.
1: <laughs> Cue the drums. Yes. Uh, there are claps, Josh. I thought okay. you'd appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Something about this, uh, I got my mind. Running to you, I know it's hard to say why, but I really want you to. That na 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 na. And then I have to say, my favorite guitar riff of 2023 is right <laughs> This outro part, I mean, Dave just absolutely kills it with uh, Julia's soaring melody. Um, a lyric here: "Burning all my blank CDs never meant so much to me." Come on, Josh, that's so you. You <laughs> got it, Josh. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, bad reaction, the closer, which is a, is a nice little cigarette of an ending after the entire record. You know, where it's mainly vocals and guitars. Don't smoke. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah i'm I'm, as i said you know before i i went into you know the actual music itself i'm just very excited for what rat boys does next um yeah saw them twice in a year i don't usually do that unless it's like counting crows
0: uh it's definitely (laughs) exciting to hear you so excited about this album i think i need more time with it Mm -hmm. i only listened a handful of times well yeah it's like can you after i've just sort of
1: yeah (laughs) can you explain i guess your thoughts on this
0: that's what I was trying to do. Sorry. <laughs> I. This is just kind of boring to me. Wow. I know. I, 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 again, like I said, maybe I just need more time with it. But to me, there's just not much differentiating this from a lot of other music in this space. Hmm. Um, like, Is there anyone else that you could like? Oh, don't put me on the spot. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious uh, who else. This is just not
0: typically my genre. What do you consider this genre? I don't know. Like vaguely folk but rock but indie but it's kind of like pine Grove,
2: <laughs> would you say
0: it's kind of like your favorite band <laughs> um yeah again like i said i had highlights as well morning zoo window and i want you were probably my highlights oh, you're um i'm glad you're calling out some of my yeah i it just as a whole yeah it didn't thrill me fair enough but uh fair enough yeah yeah hopefully it will continue to grow on me because i would li- also another great album cover i like the blue yeah me too um yeah again like i've seen rap boys before and they were good live and you know especially with your recommendation honestly I, when like I, at that baby's
1: show i was like i wish josh was here like i really think that it would have probably would have elevated even if it still wasn't your favorite i think yeah. it would have elevated a lot of it for you
0: so hopefully if next and when time they come the rap back, boys come to town yeah
1: was not expecting that i wasn't
0: i was i was hoping for it
1: i I, I guess i'm yeah i'm not gonna we'll save it for the podcast
0: (laughs) oh i thought this was the podcast oh